0: This conversation from the Augusta Golf Show is brought to you by Gerald Jones Audi. Online at AugustaAudi.com. Well, Matt Adams is the host of Fairways of Life. You can listen to it online, fairwaysoflife.com, or, easier, download the Fairways of Life app. Matt is also a Golf Channel contributor, and he has just released his 12th book, it's called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget, 50 of Golf's Biggest Stars Recall Their Finest Moments. It is available wherever you get your books. It is a pleasure to welcome Matt Adams back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hi, Matt.
1: Hi, John Patrick. How are you?
0: You know, I'm great. How are you?
1: Doing well, thanks. It's uh, it's fun to put out another book, obviously. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. I suspect it's similar to what Actors go through when they do a motion picture and that it takes so long for the time that you write a book to the time that all of it is done, the copywriting, the printing, the, the rights that they need for photographs, all of it. To have it distributed around the country and then it's actually introduced to the world. I mean, I finished this book at the end of last year. So the fact that it's done now, it's almost like it's almost like getting a gift again that you loved. It's been rewrapped and put under the tree. So this is the fun part.
0: Good for you. Um, by the way, I'm old enough to remember when all Amazon did was sell books. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, Where this idea? How long has this idea of this of this book been bubbling?
1: Uh, probably in fairness for in earnest the last twelve years, but. Even longer than that, because one of the people, you know, I came from the equipment manufacturing side of the business, and then I I went back into the green grass side, which is the golf operation, golf course operation side. And it was in that side of the business when I was working in it as a kid that I I got the incredible honor of meeting Gene Sarazen, and because Gene Sarazen used to spend a lot of time up in New England, and I knew a guy that used to play golf with him and. Main so in any event, I had a chance to meet Gene Sarazen and I remember asking him about the shot heard round the world at the second Augusta National invitational when he had the albatross at fifteen. And I distinctly obviously because he's a legend, I distinctly remember the conversation that he had and, and some of the pearls that he imparted. So that probably was the, the real genesis of it. That's probably where it started this idea that was brewing somewhere in the back of my head that someday, somehow, some way, I have to find a vehicle to tell this story and here we are in 2019 and, and it exists.
0: Did he tell you things that you've just sort of kind of been sitting on this whole time?
1: Yes, uh, he did. Um, it, 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 and what I did for this book as well, though, Although they're you know they're 50 stories and they're primarily from golf legends and they're from golf's biggest events, I still went back with each story and researched the story independently, journalistically, so that because sometimes I found and maybe you found this over the years too when you've interviewed people, particularly those that have accomplished great things on the golf course. Sometimes their recounting is wrong, uh, and what I mean by that is you know the sands of time tend to sometimes cover over certain things and and i assume overtly they 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 forget. So i would back with each story and try to do as detailed uh, uh, an accounting and a recounting as i possibly could, then i would take their perspective and recollection and insert it into its proper point. So th- this isn't like one of the chicken soup for the soul books that i have written where I would write it from their perspective. Uh, this this is this is a story that I wrote, inserting their observations and their memories and their emotions. Uh, within the story, if that makes sense. It was kind of a different approach than what we've taken before.
0: We are talking with Matt Adams here on the Augusta Golf Show. Um, I do want people to go out and buy this book wherever they get their books. So I'll ask this question this way. You're going to save your best story from the book for your show. You're going to save the worst. You're going to save the worst story from the book for some other show. This show that you're on right now deserves a mundane, average story. So don't give me the best one. Don't give me the worst one. Give me a Reader's Digest version of of one story.
1: You know, I, 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 in all honesty, I, I could go across a lot of these different stories because, like you in the currents of what we do and, and the occasions that we have to be around these legends, I do feature a story from 1966 at the U S open. That was at the Olympic club. And that was the one where it looked like the King Arnold Palmer was going to break Ben Hogan's all time scoring record. And he was charging towards the same until the back nine on the final round. And he ran into Billy Casper. So It's one of those incredible stories, but and the book chronicles the story and chronicles what what happened. But what I would tell you in terms of how that story came to be in the book itself was it was 2013 at the PGA merchandise show. Uh, Billy Casper had just come out with his own book called The Big Three and Me, and it was about the fact that he was on a torrid pace in the 1960s. He won three major championships. He's won 51 times uh, on tour. Uh, He is all time in points from the Ryder Cup, et cetera, et cetera. And yet through it all, just because of his demeanor, he was kind of a forgotten guy. And we were sitting up on that big main stage that you're familiar with at the PGA merchandise show, Mm -hmm. huge screens behind us, projecting the image of Billy Casper and, and historic photos of him battling against all the big names of the day. And I remember having this conversation with him. And as I like to do with, with veterans of that sort, I just threw random names out of it and said, what comes to mind? And I asked him about Walter Hagen and he on the stage in front of thousands of people. The great Billy Casper, a member of the world golf hall of fame broke down and started to weep. And even recounting the story brings a chill up my spine because it shows you the level of passion and investment that these people had for the life that they had. It was a rough and tumble time. This wasn't a time of huge endorsement contracts or massive paychecks. This was a lifestyle you chose because of the lifestyle. And Walter Hagen was the man that broke through and took the, what would become the touring professional from a greasy back room where he was repairing clubs or shoes and brought him into the limelight that they enjoy today, where they're amongst Hollywood celebrities when they're out and about. So it was just so cool for me to talk with someone that already was of a legendary status that would react the way that he did to a story about Walter Hagen and what he meant to him and what he meant to the game. It was just amazing. Now, Now, that particular story I just told you isn't even in the book. It just it's, it's part of the dressing that surrounds the salad because it's just, to me, it was just one of those incredible human experiences. And it happens a lot with, with these players, as you well know, because you've spoken to many and almost all the legends too. Uh, it happens a lot that, that you realize just how incredibly vested they are, how passionate they are about the game.
0: Do you, and I didn't plan on asking you this question, but since you've taken it down this path, do you get a sense, Matt? Do you feel that today's players are vested in the game? Or is that something that kind of organically happens as you age?
1: Oh, I definitely think that they are, but it definitely becomes more acute as they age. The difference, in, I find, with age is that, and the players are all vested, don't get me wrong. They are very passionate about what they're doing. You just look at at the likes of, of a Rory McIlroy or Brooks Koepka and, and the, the passion that they have and everything that they say, almost to the point that they feel like they're being attacked at times, when all that really is is just, just the depth of passion that they have. But what I find as the players get older and move on to the Champions Tour, et cetera, is the human side starts to kick in. Because for most of the top players in the world, They have literally lived all of their the life that they can they can recall from the time that you know above their toddler years. They've had someone slapping them on the back and telling them that they are somehow a superior human being because of what they're capable of doing on a golf course. Because the people that are telling them that are people that would love to have the ability to do the same, but their captains of industry or whatever their life's path has been doesn't allow them to do so. So after a while, you start to believe. Doesn't make you a bad person. But you start to believe that you possess something that the average person does not, that you stand out amongst the crowd. Well, you need that kind of conviction. You need that kind of confidence when you are competing at the game's highest levels. But as they start to have children, as life starts to roll in all around them, they're married, they have ups and downs in the career, they have injuries, all those things that happen, by the time they go back to the buffet that is the PGA Tour champion's, they have felt the glory and the sting of life. And I find that those are the guys for me, not only are the contemporaries and friends, many of them now, but those are the guys that get it that are the most fun to talk to. But that doesn't mean that they weren't the same way and we weren't the same way when we were young lions too. It's just, it's it's a progression. If you,
0: if you want, that, that that's what it's like talking to Matt and reading his books. If you want more of that, Matt's new book is The Golf Round I'll Never Forget, 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Uh, I'm always appreciative, Matt, when I pick up the phone and ask you to come on the show. You're there. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it.
1: Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. And I I wish you the best with all the great work that you do, too, John Patrick.